Hey, it's Dr. Kevin Hull, and I want to personally thank you for listening to my podcast and thank you for all you're doing for the kingdom. If you're enjoying this podcast, be sure to do me a favor and leave a review and then also share it with a friend. God bless you. And again, thanks for listening. Well, hey, God bless you. Thanks for being with me on this episode of Healing for Your Life podcast. I am very, very excited about this one. This one is on worship. And we've been, my current television thing that's on demand at drkevinho.org or um, through a local television broadcast in your area is on worship. And friends, I am, I'm excited about this because I think that we do not understand the in-depthness of where we can go in the presence of God if we have a dignified and understood process for worship. And I did use the word process on purpose because I want us to understand it's much more than just going into a quick thank you into the church, worship, couple songs, walk out, see you again next Sunday. God is one who desires to be pursued and worshiped, and he will reward those that diligently seek him. So, hey, let's jump in. This is Dr. Kevin Hull, and I'm excited to be with you. Let's pray and ask God to be a part of this. Father, we just love you today and bless you. God, we thank you for what it is that you're going to do through this podcast today, God. Lord, that you would just, man, just move, God. Just move in that person watching, God, and listening, and being a part of this worship series this week. Open up their hearts to be able to receive new things, God, that as they watch the TV program, you speak to them. As they listen to this podcast, you speak to them. As they follow us on social media and they see things there, you speak to them. God, let this be a time where you're manifesting your presence just through this segment alone. God, and just begin to increase relationship and begin to honor. Father, we love you today. We bless you in Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen. All right. So let's let's check this out and let's kind of dive into that. I, I want you to understand why it's important to do that. Our mission statement at Kevin Hall Ministries is very simple. We exist to offer healing and transformation through the Word of God. So let's look at that, healing and transformation through the Word of God. So what does that mean for me? That means that I've got to be at a place where if I'm going to be able to receive healing from God, I've got to begin to have a level of faith that believes that God can heal. Well, if I'm going to be in the presence of God and I'm going to be anticipating what God's going to do, I've got to have a level of worship that allows for His presence to enter where I am. So if I'm at a place of understanding what God says that I am, I am his child, I am his creation, I am his beloved, I am his everything, then what I've got to begin to see within that is a place, an opportunity where I can begin to see and understand that God desires to be with me. In fact, we're going to go and kind of hang out next to this for a little bit, but I want to show you something in the book of Psalm, uh, chapter 34, verse 8. And it, it's, it's an incredible scripture that I want us to get. Let me flip to it myself uh, because it's something I want you to be able to see. Here it is. You ready? Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. This is verse 8, Psalm 34. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who trusts in him. Now, for many of us, I love the, the terminology, blessed is the man who trusts in him. For many of us, we have a very safe relationship with God. 
we have a relationship that is a matter of convenience. Oh, come on, somebody. We have a matter of relationship that says, I want to do things on my own time schedule and as I am comfortable with it. For so many of us, we have an attitude of appreciation of God, but not an understanding of God. And if I am at a place where I desire for God to fulfill his will for my life, I must come to a point where my desire for God needs to be greater than my desire for myself. His love for you is greater than what you understand, but is only accessible through an outright cry where you begin to say, Father, I want more of what you have. You cannot be a place, you cannot be at a place of complacency in the presence of God. You cannot be in a place where you are thinking to yourself, I've obtained everything that I can with God. He has exceedingly abundantly more than you can ask or think if you will just ask. Your desire to move in the presence, signs, and wonders of the Father is yours to receive if you will do the work to achieve. I believe that our lack of desire speaks to a laziness and comfortableness that we have in our flesh. Therefore, if I decide to move into his presence, it will take activity that is more than just a sunny morning pew. You still listening? Still with me? Fail is because I want us to realize that God is more than what we make him out to be. He's greater than we make him out to be. Some of you that are listening to this podcast have a relationship with the Father that consists of a CEO type relationship Christmas, Easter only some of you have a relationship where you're more frequent within church but not consistent some of you are active church goers but you're not involved in anything further than just what it takes to maintain your conscious level of certainty that you're involved with God there are some of you that are out there that are going that haven't picked up your Bible within months. Now, no, it's very easy for me to say this in a studio behind a microphone, not looking in your face, but let the Holy Spirit speak to you on this. Because if you're going to be at a place of growth, friend, you've got to be at a place of conviction. If you're going to be at a place of conviction, you've got to be at a place of certainty of understanding that you can change. I love you, and I'm praying for you, but you have to be the one to make that decision. So how does that look for you? How does that look within your walk with the Father? 
Transformation occurs through the promise of what is to come that has already been paid for and the promise that the Holy Spirit is present to make that transformation. Now, if you have your Bibles, I'm going to read this if you're in the car or on the treadmill or whatever. Um, but I want you to go with me to the book of Exodus chapter 33. I find it interesting that we see Moses out of such a point of earnesty with God. You know, that dude, that dude's interesting to me. You know, he, he kills the Egyptian. Well, let's even kick back even further than that. Mom puts him in a basket and he's saved. He kills a dude and he's saved. He's tending to sheep and building faith. Having a, having a, a, a timeline of preparation for nothing that he even knows is really coming, yet he knows that it's coming. It's, it's fascinating to me that, that Moses is one that is called. He knows that he's called, but God shelves him. Have you been shelved? Are you at a place where you've been shelved? I, I, I've, I've been shelved. I've sat there and thought ministry was done. Now, for me, that happened because of a moral failure in my life, and I failed in marriage uh, and I was shelved to get healed to get prepared um, and for you people that are out there that may want to turn things off remember David failed and God redeemed him so he redeems us that's part of the blood covenant but the shelving process is a tough process that takes time to get reconciled in your mind and, get, and to get prepared for, for ministry. Moses was the dude that was, you know, at a place of 80 when called into action, called young, but not into action until he had all these years pass. But when he was called into action, the gathering, and some scholars disagree, but, but the pastoring of 1.3 million people out of Egypt, uh, says that you gotta be, you gotta be on game, you gotta be spot on, you gotta be at a place where you're ready to do the work necessary every day. You're leading people. People are following you. You artists that are out there that listen to this podcast, you guys are in, on stages every day, and leading people in song and worship. And your influence is huge. It's a huge responsibility. And, you know, you pastors that are out there, man, you guys that are in the pulpit every single week, the responsibility is huge because the words that you're saying are affecting generations. And I just want us to pause for a moment. You folks that are in secular work, that are in corporations and companies, they're looking at you as Christians. You are their freaking blueprint. You're the blueprint of what it is that it looks like to be a Christian. You came in all sad and dreary and stuff, and you're all depressed and like, life is so rough. And why would anybody want to convert to Christianity from Islam or just a non-denom relationship with God or or anything else? If they're if they're if they're if they're a nun, meaning a non-relationship, why are they looking at you to convert to Christianity? What is our witness? The church that we go to, we were there this past Sunday. 
for a place of covering and relaxation, peace and safety for us to be able to be filled up. Because you got to do that. I don't care if you're a minister or not. You got to find a place to be able to be filled, recharged. He was talking about forty. The pastor was speaking. Let's talk about forty percent of America does not have a relationship and/or knowledge of God. Folks, that's our job. But you got to want this. You got to want to get in a place where you're desiring God more than you're desiring the flesh. So I look at I look at Moses and I look at this whole situation of leading the people out and being at a place where he is doing a tremendous work. But he is not satisfied with that. I want to read Exodus 33 to you, verses 7 through 23. And I want to speak to you about some thoughts as the Lord was preparing me for this message a few minutes ago. This content that I give you is Holy Spirit driven, inspired, and given. Literally, this message I'm giving to you today was, was given to me about 10 minutes ago. So it's hot off the press. The Lord spoke it. I want to get this into a podcast for your worship. Because I tell you, within the TV program, we dive deeper. This is that opportunity. Exodus 33, 7, here's what it says. Moses took his tent and pitched it outside the camp, far from the camp, and called it the tabernacle of meeting. And it came to pass that everyone who sought the Lord went out to, went out to, went out to, again, went out to the tabernacle of meetings, which was outside the camp. Now watch that. They went outside to the camp. It wasn't in their place. It wasn't in their home. It wasn't at a place that was inside a place of convenience. What was set up is they went outside and went to a place to be able to meet God. Now, can God meet you where you are? Of course. Will he meet you in the prayer closet in the house? Absolutely. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is, is that there was work that had to be done to go and meet God. I've had a prayer closet in my residence for all of my life that I go to to spend time with the Father. I'm in it. Daily. Spending time in His presence consistently because it's important to do that. But what I want you to see is is that it was set up outside and they went out to it. So it was whenever, in verse 8, so it was whenever Moses went out to the tabernacle that all the people rose and every man stood at his tent door and watched Moses until he had gone into the tabernacle. Why? To honor Moses as the man of God who was going in to meet with God. So they honored Moses. They honored the man of God. They honored God for coming to be a part of this present meeting. God will meet you where you are. But there are times when if I want to go deeper with God, I've got to set myself apart. And that's the message I want you to get out of what they set up. It was a time to be set apart and away from people. Moses went away from the distractions of this world and got into the presence of God outside of the camp so that there were no distractions in what God wanted to say to him and of what he needed to hear from God. Verse 9, And it came to pass when Moses entered the tabernacle that the pillar of God descended, sorry, it was pillar of cloud, descended and stood at the door of the tabernacle and the Lord talked with Moses. So watch this, friend. They deliberately set something outside the camp 
Moses would go to meet with God. And when Moses had made a habit of doing that, God had expectancy that he would come and they would commune and talk one with another. Now, it's important to understand what we are seeing here is a point where Moses is cleansed, Moses is prepared, Moses has put forth effort, and Moses has walked to meet with God. Where else do we see this? We see it in Genesis with Adam. That there was a relationship with God where they would meet together and they would be together and they would accomplish great things together. We see the same thing here with Moses and with the Father, with God. They would be together. They would meet together. They would do great things together. Moses would give his leadership instructions. Moses would give his direction. Moses would give his purpose. Where else do we see this? With Jesus. We see it with Jesus at a place where what he would do is he would meet with God. He would leave. The Bible says that he spent multiple times when he would not eat, be fasting, and be in the presence of God. To do what? To get his presence understood for what he should do. To get his direction. To get everything that he would need so as to be able to accomplish all that God had for him on the agenda just for that day. Why is just that day important? Because it's no different than how God would feed the Israelites that had exited from Exodus, from, 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 from Egypt. They would receive their manna fresh every day, meaning I create dependency upon God. It's not enough for me to be in church on a Sunday with the expectancy that God's presence is going to show up just like that, just because I say, hey, God. There has to be a presence, an atmosphere, an understanding, a desire, and a decree that I will make this happen in my life every day. Of that, I will spend time with the Father with an expectation that he's going to show up. Moses went out there with the expectation that God was going to show up. He prepared for it. He knew it was going to happen. He felt like it was not going to be something that he would have to beg and plead God for because God, he knew that God was going to be there. If you call me on the phone, there's an expectancy I'm going to pick up. And watch this. Hallelujah. Verse 10, And all the people saw the pillar of cloud standing at the tabernacle door, and all the people rose and worshipped. Why? The anointing. So whenever the anointing would, whenever Moses would go out there, the cloud would come down, encompass where he was. I want you to think about the cloud like fog, if you will. It encompasses it. Uh, Moses is taken up in, in it. Joshua was outside the door. There's a presence there of protection. There is truly a mount where where Moses can be in the presence of God to get his instruction. But it is the anointing, the anointing that infiltrates. Um, every portion of the area that we're in. And so it comes down and just begins to move out like an oil. Pour uh, oil on a on a countertop and it will just begin to spread out. The same thing is true within the anointing of how to think about that. It blows down and begins to spread out. The same thing is present. God's presence would come down, occupy the tent, but the overflow would happen into the area so that what would happen, the people would worship each man in his tent doors, what the scripture says. Verse 11, so the Lord spoke to Moses face to face as a man speaks to a friend. Come on now, as a friend. 
And he would return to the camp. But his servant Joshua, the son of Nun, a young man, did not depart from the tabernacle. Then Moses said to the Lord, You say to me, Bring up this people, but you have not let me know whom you will send with me. And you have said, I know you by name. And you have also found grace in my sight. Now, therefore, I pray, if I have found grace in your sight, show me your way, I demand, that I may know you and that I may find grace in your sight and consider that this nation is your people. And, and God says, my presence will go with you and I will give you rest. Now, I want to conclude by this. Moses was able to make a demand of God and ask of God because there was expectancy that it would have a return. Why did it have an expectancy of return? Because Moses had credibility with God. Why did Moses have, have credibility with God? Because he was consistent in his desire to be in God's presence. His desire was not to be among the people, but his desire was to be among the presence of God. Because Moses knew that if there was going to be a time when he would be able to accomplish anything great in pastoring this large amount of people, he had to be filled with the knowledge of God to be able to pursue that in everything that he did. So how does this relate to you? you got to be in his presence. You want to do things well within your work, within your family, within your church, within your community, within your civic organization, whatever. Get with God. Do that and spend time with that. Okay, so final minute, got to go quick. How do we do it? You've got to settle it in your mind, first off, that God wants to spend time with you. The lie is that God doesn't want to spend time with you. The religiosity of the church says we're not worthy to be able to spend time in God's presence. We have to go through either a man for the Catholic Church or we have to go through... Um, just a liturgical type thing and that's as much presence of God that we get but it's not true because what he said was is that and so what he said was is that it's the importance of understanding presence deliberation within that presence and desire to go so final moments let me tell you how we do it you need to set a time of expectancy that is your time with the father I don't care if you have to get up early. I don't care in the quiet of the morning if that's your time to be able to do it. In our home, we got kids, we got school, we got everything going on. So we have to do it early to be able to make sure that it happens before the workday begins. When you get there, spend time in his word. For you ever open the word, ask the Holy Spirit to teach you his word. I mean, the Bible is complex. It's deep. You can get as, as watered-down version as you want, but there, the, the symbolism, the understanding, the definition of what it means within your life, the application, seeing Jesus from Genesis to Revelation, knowing that if you cut it anywhere, it's going to bleed red. This implication is serious. So you ask the Holy Spirit to be a part of your reading to teach you. And then get into a place of prayer. Once you've spent some time, we read, what we do in our families, we read seven chapters a day. Now, by doing that, you'll finish the Bible about, um, you'll do, in a year's time, you'll do the Bible at least once. Um, and then, depending on your, your reading level, if you're keeping to the seven, then you'll do about halfway through about the Old Testament in about a year and a half. 
when you have spent time in the word, spend time in prayer. Let your request be made known to God, the scripture says. God knows what's going on, but when I acknowledge it before God, it allows for him to get involved and begin to transform that situation. And then what we do is just, what I, what I do is I'll get prostate before I'll just lay down before God. Sometimes I'll have worship music on that's anointed. How do you define anointed? Music that begins to, to create within you a desire for peace. Sometimes you can have a peace that comes over you that, that what the scripture says passes all understanding. It'll be a place where that presence will just begin to rest and you'll feel peace. Your mind will calm. Your heart will calm. You'll just be in his presence. This is not the time to be trying to continue to talk to God. This is your time to be quiet before God. Friends, God speaks. He talks with you. That's why the Bible says, don't think that Moses was special. Moses wasn't special. Moses was anointed just as you're anointed. But that perfection of that skill of anointing happened because of time in his presence. Think of it this way. A surgeon hones his skills by repetitive practice of the same procedure until he has it down pat. The result of that is there's fruit that is born from that. Same situation here. Now, when I'm spending time in his presence, I can have music on. I can sing with that music. I can be quiet in that music. But I allow for his presence to come. No distractions. And I allow for his presence to come and just be in that. God's a jealous God. He's going to want to take as much time as you're willing to give. And then as you do this and perfect it, you ask him, Father, come. Holy Spirit, come. Fill this place. Even as I was saying this, I'm feeling his presence. Just allow for his presence to come. Trust him. Allow him to speak to you. You don't need to be speaking. Let him speak to you. This is your time to be quiet in his presence. And allow for him to speak to you. Allow for him to speak into your life. Those requests that you've already given him, allow for him to speak into those. And just stay there. Don't try to build an agenda or anything else. Just be in his presence. There might be a song that will come upon you that you want to sing and worship the Lord with. Do it. But also don't be afraid to be quiet before the Father. Remember what happened with Elijah. He wasn't in the storm. He was in the quiet place. God moves in the quiet. As you're doing these things, continue to make it a practice. Sometimes you may have acoustic worship on, no vocals. Sometimes you just may be quiet in his presence. But friend, what I can tell you is, is that when you're doing this comparatively day by day, you will begin to see things happen and change within your life. Make it a part of who you are. And then when that has been completed and you know it's time, maybe your clock is telling you that, maybe something carry his presence. If you if you are filled with the Holy Spirit with evidence of speaking in tongues, 
Maybe this is a time when you pray in the spirit, you pray in tongues, and you allow her to be a part of what you do. That's what I do. And I'll be in my prayer time within my prayer language and just praying and allowing God to be a part of that, to give me the direction that I need through that. He'll move, friends. I promise you, he'll move. Well, Father, today, God, I just ask <clears throat> that as we have dived into this, allowing for the pray that the word would speak to us through the Holy Spirit praying our needs letting them be made known to God and the Father just being quiet before your presence worshiping if I need to to bring your presence stronger into the room and then just being quiet before you Father I pray that you'll meet these people here everywhere they're listening to this podcast all over the world meet them where they are transform their life and empower them to receive from you the goodness and the grace and the mercy in Jesus name. Amen. Friend, I want to hear from you. Don't rush this. Don't do it once, twice, or three times and think, eh, it's not going to happen. Courting. You're courting God. I didn't get married just like that. I took time to court my wife, to go on dates, to get to know her get to know her, for her to get to know me, for me to get to know her, for us to build a trusting relationship. Same situation here. You've accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, but now we're going deeper. We're going deeper into the aspects of that, but it has to be built through relationship, and it has to be built through trust. Amen. Write me and let me know if you have any other questions. If there's other areas I need to go deeper into this, I know this has been a longer podcast, but man, this is worship. This is one of the key things. Hey, September the 18th, we have a few spots remaining for Grand Rapids, Missouri. I'm going to be coming there with uh, Zach Williams uh, for a night of ministry just prior to the concert. So go to my website, drkevinhall.org, if you have it, and register there. October the 9th is Kansas City, Missouri. And then October the 28th is Rochester, New York. Other dates are on the calendar. We're just not to them yet, November and December, et cetera. Um, Make sure that you're registering for these events. God has moved powerfully in these events. Worship is happening the word uh, all sponsored by Altura Health Share. Uh, if you don't know about Altura Health Share, AlturaHealthShare.org uh, for your medical needs and just it's just an incredible, incredible opportunity. Love you, praying for you. If you need anything, be sure to follow us on social media for daily encouragement. We are here for you. Info at drkevinhall.org. Uh, man, put this into practice today. God's gonna bless you. We love you so much. God bless you. Until we see you at the next event, next opportunity, pray for us. Hey, thanks for your seed donations as well. I always forget to mention that. You guys are so faithful to give, um, but please continue to give. We need that so we can expand television um, and just expand the ministry itself. Love you so much. Thanks for letting me go a little bit longer today. I appreciate it. Bye-bye. Well, hey, thanks for listening. I pray this has been a blessing to you. And please do me a favor and share it with a friend. One of the ways also that we can grow is just by you leaving us a review. And so please take the time to do that as well. If I can do anything for you, don't hesitate to contact me on my website at drkevinhall.org. That's drkevinhall.org or through any one of my social media platforms. Until then, I pray God's richest blessing upon you and pray his face to shine upon you in everything that you do and accomplish. In Jesus' mighty name, God bless you. And we'll talk soon.